Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a principal in search of wisdom and I have found productivity to be a great tool for success. Today I have the great honor of having with me Zach Korth, who I will be interviewing. He goes on Twitter by not your average AP. He's an empathic and it's okay not to be okay. What a powerful message. Zach Korth, who are you? Yeah, so thank you for having me. Uh, I'm currently the assistant principal at Jose de Diego in Chicago Public Schools. Been there for three years. Education for a total of 13 years. Um, just getting ready to begin my doctorate. Uh, just got accepted to UIC's um, prestigious ED program. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and so, you know, throughout the years, I taught math and science in middle school. Um, avid runner. Um, live in Wicker Park. Uh, and so just really in incredibly honored to be on your show today. Beautiful. A lot to unpack there. So let me ask you a yeah, couple of absolutely. questions, right? Like, yeah. so you have been an AP for three years. Yep. Um, what, what advice would you give to someone who is right now in that trench of, of thinking, I'm a teacher, I want to be an assistant principal? Yeah, I think that um, one of the things about transitioning from a teacher to an AP is don't lose your roots. Um, always um, you know, you're, you're impacting change on a different level instead of impacting change on students, you're impacting change on teachers and students. I don't want anyone to think like, oh, now I'm impacting teachers. No, because while you're impacting teacher practice, you're also impacting student change, right? Um, but I also, you know, on my drive in here this morning, I also thought to myself, you know, don't become the disciplinarian. So many times assistant principals become just solely based on discipline. Uh, and this is something that my principal and I had a conversation this week about, making sure that you are still focused on instruction, making sure that you are still focused on relationships, making sure that you are still in the classroom and really cultivating and building that culture that you want um, and ensuring that you aren't just siloed as the AP or like you were siloed as a teacher, right? You're a teacher of practice in your content area, right? You're a master of that content. You're a master of building those relationships with students, but now you are just shifting that. And so making sure that you don't lose sight of what your purpose is and where you are going. Um, and, you know, for some individuals, individuals, you know, when you transition from a teacher to an AP role, if you are so bent on wanting that like teacher experience, um, one of the nice things that I did last year was I still got to teach one class. And so I still had my foot in the door of like being a teacher. So you can also have that opportunity to gradually transition from being a teacher to a teaching AP and then a full on AP. And so, um, you know, it just depends on what path you would like to take and what opportunities exist. I see. And uh, you got accepted into the third program at UIC. Um, for anyone who's not an educator, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, I have always been a self-starter, self-inquirer, really um, seeking out versus individuals seeking me out, which I think is a little bit different. Some people get tapped for things and um, people see, you know, for whatever reason. I think for me, it was, you know, it had been at least six years since I had completed my master's. And as education is always evolving, um, you know, I can come to conferences, I can go to professional developments, but I also want to build um, an edu family, like an education family of 
So my cohort is of 19 individuals, 19 adults who will become a really tight-knit family. But the whole purpose for me was to really dig into more research, dig into more um, collaboration with like-minded individuals. I think UIC really works with you know, CPS and works with a lot of different assistant principals and principals to really um, change the outcomes in urban education, whether it's CPS or here in Akron or wherever. I think for me, it was, I just need to get back into that engaging um, edusphere of like, just looking at reading, collaborating, like-minded individuals, and really just kind of finding my niche of people that I can always bounce ideas off of while also gaining experience and, and, and getting that doctor name on. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yes. Thank you. So um, let's talk about um, like in Back to the Future. Uh, if you could go back in time to any of the professional positions you have held, what would be one or two things you will tell yourself to improve or do better? Um... I think one of the things that I would I would look back on is, um, you know, I was in the military and I used to be very rigid, um, which has its pros and cons, right? Like having strong classroom management was a strength, building relationships with students with it was a strength. But I always think about what if or what could have happened um, when I look back at my teaching career and I think to myself, what if I wasn't so rigid? What if I didn't have kids in desks? What if I didn't, um, you know, um, have such structure and there was this productive struggle and there was this productive, um, this uh, controlled chaos, right? It wasn't until years later that I did an evaluation where one of my principals was like, no, your transition was perfectly fine. It was, it was controlled chaos, right? Kids were engaged. They were a little bit loud. They were moving from one place to the next. And I think to myself, like, what are the opportunities to let go and let be and so our campus is a personalized learning campus and so for us it was just um you know what opportunities exist for student voice to be elevated even more which is something i'm focusing on now beautiful thank you for sharing that i appreciate it um reading books uh, uh there's a famous quote that uh reading books is like having great conversations with the best minds what is the one book that you are more likely to give up as a gift to someone that you love um, the book that I am currently reading, um, I'm trying to remember what originals or unoriginal, um, and it talks about ensuring that you do not conform to society, that you have your own gifts and talents and experiences that make you who you are, and identifying the ways in which you can impact the world. And so one um one story within that book is talking about Warby Parker and eyeglasses and how nobody really wanted to invest um in his company but he had this novel idea um and that you know you could sell glasses online and people weren't really like bought in on it but now look at where Warby Parker is now both with online and standalone stores and it was just taking your own ideas and really running with them and um you can be safe about it, right? You can be hesitant about it, but if there's something that you truly believe and something that you're very passionate about, um, keep that at your core to yeah. so what you do and move forward and, and, and things will happen when they happen. So Zach, what do you believe in? Oh, I am such a big empath. Um, I don't believe that when we look at the educational landscape, um, feelings are valid. Um, we need to center in on the human first um, and really understand who we are working with and, and, and how we are interacting with those individuals and what their stories and what their experiences bring to the table. And I think moving into an administrator role, I think 
or any role, right? Like whether it's education or not, like when you are a leader, how are you tapping into individuals' experiences and gifts and talents and and entering that through through your heart, through understanding that we all have a story and that story leads us to how we interact with one another and our students and and getting to know that and then and then propelling them to to even create even better or even greatness right like it just thinks that we have lost so much in the ways of feelings within education and it's like they do this do this do this do this or um policy or compliance or whatever but i think we're losing the heart of what education means which is creating individuals for a better society and that also means that we need to ensure that they also have the feelings part right it's not just about academics but it's also the social emotional part wow uh members of the audience we're gonna take a 10 second break to uh celebrate our teach better community and uh this is a great conversation this podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com now let's get back to the episode sack who is or who are your biggest influences I think we talked, I, you know, there, sometimes it's always ever evolving. Um, I think my mom is definitely a large influence of, you know, we, we our relationship has kind of ebbed and flowed just a little bit. Um, my husband, um, I think some of my other educational leaders who kind of pushed me, I think, you know, I grew a lot last year. And so I would say one of my professors at UIC is definitely... Um, who runs the program is definitely a large influence, but I think my mom, I think, you know, we've had conversations over the last couple of years, um, especially the last few months about being true to yourself, um, being true to what you do and how you do it and, and, and staying true to your beliefs, even when the times are tough and, and knowing that whatever someone is interacting with you, that whether it's positive or negative is a reflection of their own self and inner self and how they interact with you. And that's how I kind of lead conversations and interact with individuals is that you are here, you have your own story and how you might interact with me is a product of how you've grown up in life. And so how do you not necessarily take that personal, but also understand through lens, right? Lens of empath, like to be like, okay, this is where they're coming from. It's not necessarily personal. It's just how they've experienced. So I think my mom has definitely taught me a whole heck of a lot, you know, than my husband, obviously, who's just like there, like the ride or die, right? Like it's just right there and is, is in the daily drums of whatever is going on. And I think just, um, you know, he's an artist. I'm like super type A and it's just a nice balance. Yeah. So like he's able to kind of balance out what is going on in my life and what, what is happening and, and kind of see from a different perspective. I see. I see. Yeah. I uh, want to appeal that onion a little bit. Yeah. I, I think when, when you talked about the influence, um, there's a story there where I think you implied that there was a moment where perhaps you didn't have full confidence. Yeah. So did I get the? Yeah, you did. So I came out. You know, so I think we take a step back really quickly and talk about like there aren't many LGBTQ leaders. So I think that is also like when we talk about diversity. So I think we need to hone in on that. 
But I also think like I came out at a really young age in Iowa um, and I didn't necessarily have the support and confidence um, to lead through any of that, right? So from 14 to 18, yeah, I was at home and then I went to the military and then left the military for reason um, and then had to navigate life on my own for a while. And I think that is, you know, my, you know, the world is my influence. I am my own influence. And the fact that I had to seek out and figure out how to go through the daily drums of life and figure out where I belonged and, and where society would accept me. Um, but then also how am I leading my own way and figuring my own path. And so, yeah, there, there's definitely times and there was definitely times both then and now, like, do I have the confidence? Seeing a friend yesterday about like imposter syndrome, right? Like, do I belong? Um, and and because of that, right? Like that road that I have traveled has been so, you know, I'm sure it's paved with good intentions. Yes. Um, but at the same time, like it has made me who I am today to really lead with the heart and the empath and the understanding that all of our kids, especially inner city kids, are really struggling with maybe not the same thing that I am struggling with. Um, but, but, you know, may have a single home, may not have the support of their families, may have to be raising their siblings, right? And I think those are all what makes me a better leader and a better human um, and, and trying to get through that they understand and that there is a better there's a better day ahead. So you, you lightly touch about coming out. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have? Maybe there's someone in the audience who's thinking about it. Maybe there's someone who wants to guide a student uh, or a loved one. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, we are all different, but what advice would you have? Um, I think if you are confident in who you are uh, and you have a support system, I think that you um, can be and come out i think that if i had to go back um you know and i know not everyone might agree with this i may have waited just because i don't necessarily want individuals to experience what i had experienced had to experience right like you know you know when you know or you know when it needs to happen i think you internalize that and figure it out i think that there are tons of resources now right in 2022 yeah versus uh, 2000 <laughs> right so we've, we've come a long way um, but I think finding a very few close friends um, and if you're a student right like friends is very superfluous and so you have to be very careful but if you're an adult like you know who your friends are and your closest allies are and who you can talk to and I think starting there and then and then growing out I think that you know we have our own set of students that are definitely experiencing wanting to um, transitioning like things of that nature and so you know I will never claim that I am an expert even though I am an LGBTQ individual who identifies as LGBTQ I'm also an ally but I also don't have all the answers right so I also have to check that whole biased or that whole kind of I'm not the expert um, but wanting to help support so I think at the end of the day who can you um, rely on who do you trust and who have you experienced the trials and tribulations of life that you can sit there and say, okay, I can tell Efron that I am who I am and I know it's not gonna go anywhere. And when I am ready and willing and whatnot, then I can take this path. Beautiful and profound. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. Um, as you know, being successful includes being on top of our productivity, but this means so many different things to different people. How do you get organized? Do you have to do this? Uh, what would you want to share with us? Yeah, so I think for me, my calendar, 
I think when I first came into this role, I think that's one of the best things that my principal ever taught me was my calendar. It was just like, my, it was my diary. It was like, that's there, right? Um, and I have learned probably in the last couple of months that like, I have such ADD, ADHD that I like, will switch phones and switch laptops and switch all these things and whatnot. But what works the best for me is that um, my calendar and then you know, if it's a Monday or if it's a Friday, I have like, you know, a pad of paper next to me and it's just like, I got to do this, 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 right? Like on Mondays, I'll check in with my principal. And if I've been gone, like, you know, I was on last Thursday, Friday, and I came in on Monday of last week and, and, and we touched base on some things and then I had them on a piece of paper, right? But for the most part, it's my calendar and it's like, okay, I need to talk to this student or I need to call this parent, or I need to do this. And like, I put them in a little 15 minute increments to be like, this is where I'm at and, what, and whatnot. So and I've also shifted like my running style. So when we talk about productivity, mm, yeah. we talk about both professional and personal. And so for me, it's like, I used to wake up every morning at like 4, 35 o'clock in the morning and run. But then mindset wise, it was just like, it was butting up to like the start time for school or wanting to get there. And it kind of created this anxiety. So then I flipped self-realization that like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should run at night because then, or run in the afternoon or evening when I get home, because then I can just zoom, zoom, zoom. And yeah. just kind of really, one, decompress the day. Two, I don't have to rush. Like I don't have to set a certain time or whatnot. And so, um. You know, I think it's realizing what works for you yes. um, and balancing those priorities. But then also, I think the calendar for me is a really good tool. I love it the calendar. Tool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and how do you um, uh, communicate with your staff? Any advice that you have in, 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 in exchanging uh, communication with uh, your staff? Yeah, I think um, it, it depends on the situation. At the end of the day, I think one of the couple things that I do is I randomly will text them and just say how much I appreciate them. And that's one piece, right? Um, I don't think they get that enough. Um, I, depending on the situation, I might go and have a conversation with them. Um, but then, you know, I think almost every campus does this. I don't want to quote that, but I think, you know, every week we send out the, like the weekly news sure. of what's upcoming and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that in itself is an ever evolving document and I would like to propel that even further to be like a living document where it's yes. just um, maybe it's just not one piece yeah. where it's like each week it's a new document but maybe it's a rolling document Correct. where people can see stuff uh, and that then, makes sense and, and then this you week, can find search yeah and yeah. then I was thinking like what would it look like to have bite-sized PD embedded in that and mm. so like how can I highlight teacher practice and and put something in there that I saw last week. Like one of my ELA, one of my ELA teachers um, did this roll the dice, and so it was like if you roll the dice and you get a five, you need to say five adjectives. If you roll the dice two, two nouns from the book, summarize chapter one, right? So that how can we then highlight teacher practice? teachers can't get into another classroom this is another way or another avenue to do that and so how is that communication being put out and what can they use and see? so yeah okay. so just multiple avenues i think that at the end of the day i think face-to-face -face conversations will always be the best the best absolutely always. yeah oh my goodness i miss that so much uh, during pandemic yes um uh, let me tell you um tell me about your habits of success you mentioned running um I love to bake. Uh, my husband is, when my husband can, is like, oh my gosh, what's going on? He's like, go bake, <laughs> like, like go, go make something. And so then I'll end up baking. Okay. Um, so running, baking, reading. Uh, Wait, what's your signature dish? Um, banana bread. Oh, okay. Yeah, last, okay. last time I made it, I didn't actually use sugar. I actually used honey. So trying to make it healthier and kind of really think that because I, 
Um, I may look great, but I also need to lose like 15 or 20 pounds. Um, but you know, that's when running comes in. Yes, that's where running comes in. But okay. I think you also need to take care of your your whether it's spiritual or whatnot. You need to take in your inner self and and you know i hate to say that like if you're not happy with yourself then you know whatever but at the end of the day i think you need to feel good and feel good about yourself so that you can then provide for other individuals so when we talk about filling your cup yes success is that cup and i think that baking reading running i think sometimes binge watching netflix absolutely what's your um, favorite series um so we just finished midnight mass Ooh. so i am i am one of those that's into like the not creepy, but like the haunted and the okay. paranormal. Okay, my daughter likes that. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that. Um, and so that that was a great one. My husband turned me on to it in like episode three. So then I had to like go back and like finish. Yeah, it has to be from the beginning. Beginning to like right, like so. So yeah, but I think. Um, but then also going into other classrooms and seeing what teachers are doing, so that I can speak on behalf and with that teacher about what they're doing. But then also filling both my cup personally but yeah. then also filling my cup professionally on still being relevant with skills and, and opportunities and different things when i have to do with observations and whatnot yes yes yeah. absolutely thank you so much um any other interests that you would like to share with us um i love nature i love um my husband and i are really big on natural um parks okay uh so the natural parks like we just got back from smoky mountains like Ooh. um we are currently working on getting all the stickers for all the different national parks that we went to mm -hmm. but there's there's something to be said you know we used to live in portland oregon for four years and there's something to be said about going into the forest and smelling the trees and the pine and all those things and i think that that is what really fills my cup is okay. just being in nature and watching the fall colors yeah you know we're in ohio right now and like the leaves are changing and it's just gorgeous and i think that just makes me remind myself that we are present that we are here that like life is always ever evolving and never lose sight of what is happening in the world and happening around you when you are deep in the trenches of education or wherever you are i think you have to stop and just look around for a moment i often think to myself wow i'm just this tiny one person who is currently standing on cement or something why am i here what am i doing but at the end of the day like you get to see all this gorgeous gorgeous change and things happening and i just don't want anyone to lose sight of that when things are getting tough and things are really rough like just take a moment stop breathe look around you and just try to find something that you can honor and experience beautiful so profound this has been such a great conversation Sarah. Yeah. anything else you would like to share with the audience you fight for what you believe in fight for fight for life fight for um the success of our students um i know that they are trying right behavior is a coded message i used to say that um, quite often and behavior is a coded message right and everyone is trying to communicate in the way that they've been brought up or the way in that what they've been taught and so please don't take it personally but just know that like they are trying we are trying everyone is trying i think that you just need to dig a little bit deeper and truly truly find out what their story is so that you can help support them wow deep profound pleasure having you in the show yes i hope to see you again of course bye-bye thank you for listening to wisdom and productivity the podcast of dr Epaim martinez Chulu. And I love that production. Chill out.